Hey everybody, it's me Amanda with Once in a Wild and welcome back to Once in a Wild Wednesday where we broadcast each and every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time here on YouTube and Facebook. We've got a special guest for you this evening to meet and we'll talk about her in just a little bit, but let's go ahead and get started. Once again, welcome back to Once in a Wild Wednesday. It is another happy Wednesday, and I hope you guys had a great week. Um, we missed you guys all week, and uh, we had a special guest last week as well. And if this is your, your first time actually visiting us for Once in a Wild Wednesday, we do broadcast each and every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we are Once in a Wild. What is Once in a Wild? Well, we are a mobile zoo, and that means we can bring animals to your classroom, to your birthday party, any special event, um, even virtually as well, as you can see. If you would like to leave a tip or donation today and you like what you see there are a couple of options for you venmo cash app as well as paypal as well um they're all the same um handle which is once in a wild and you can find all the information you need about donating to our amazon wish list as well at once in a wild.com so hello can hello. you introduce yourself to everybody <laughs> hi everyone my name is luisa garcia and i have a blog and it's called the san antonio socialista Wonderful. So is that, um, what else do you do for a living and what is a little bit of your background? Sure. So um, the San Antonio Socialista started off as a blog um, in 2012. So it's almost going to be 10 years old next year. I'm wow. super excited. So hopefully Congratulations. I can celebrate <laughs> with you guys as well. Yeah. And um, it started off as a blog, but I did it to, um, to start um, supporting local small businesses and nonprofits in San Antonio. And it kind of evolved from there. As you know, Instagram blew up into kind of like oh, more yeah. <laughs> of, you know, influencers. So I started collaborating with different um, businesses and different brands. And um, that also led to my business is um, I do social media management and marketing consulting. So um, wow. and then <laughs> I on the side, of course, I are not on the side, but it's also my passion, too, is just helping nonprofits um, on the board of Partners for Youth. And I'm also a Girl Scout leader, as you know. Yay! <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and a PTA mom, mom of three. And I've been married to my husband, Jesse, um, for 15 years. Actually, Wonderful. we're going to be celebrating on Thursday 15 years. Congratulations so. as well. Yeah, for that. junior high sweetheart. Oh, so cute. <laughs> and you guys are both from San Antonio, yeah, correct? Yeah, both born and raised for San Antonio. Yep. Awesome. And that's where we're located, by the way, if you're uh, watching from another city or state, we are in San Antonio, Texas. That's why we're on Central Time, of course. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Central Time is when our show normally broadcasts each and every Wednesday, unless uh, we let you know that we're skipping that week for some reason. We do that every now and then, and we run a rerun. Um, but we are also offering in-person animal encounters to anybody in the South mm -hmm. Texas area, to be honest with you. As long as you're around San Antonio, we can make it over to you within reason, and we can bring animals to any type of event that you think would... Uh, would be better with animals. So um, I want to talk to you a little bit about that yep. because we actually already know each other. Yes. yes. Uh, can you talk to um, everybody about how we met and uh, yeah. what happened? How did you find us? <laughs> so of course, um, the lovely world of Instagram got us together and I became a huge mm -hmm. fan instantly when I started following Once in a Wild. Um, I just mm -hmm. love everything that they were about and mostly because of the inspiration. And at that time, it was during you know the pandemic and my kids became huge fans as, long, as well with me we would watch mm -hmm. together and shortly after that I think I reached out to you and then we did a virtual um, event Indeed. and mm -hmm. I said oh my gosh I just was trying to look for ideas not only for my own kids but for my Girl Scouts and you know everybody was just trying to keep we just wanted to keep going 
And like yes. we said earlier, just keep trying our best. And I said, you know, there's no reason for us not to lose momentum because we're not having um, in-person events and we can still, um, you know, inspire our kiddos and inspire my Girl Scouts. So I think that was one of the first virtual events that I had because I said, oh my gosh, what can I come up with? And then right. I saw this and I reached out, this, this is perfect. <laughs> and so, um, I had, I think at the time it was like 13 or 14 girls and they all came on, you know, everybody's at home and I was thinking to myself, oh, okay, how is this going to go? And it was just a huge hit, not only for myself, I think I almost started crying at one point too, because I was um, videotaping them as they were watching it and they were just like this, just glued, you know, to the computer <laughs> and then they were asking tons of questions. I mean, they were just so involved and just I, I really didn't think just because it was on screen that they were going to get excited about the animals but they were so excited because they had your full attention to be able to ask those questions mm -hmm. that they had you know um and you know i think you, you can research you know on books and things like that but this was mm -hmm. just a more of an intimate experience that they had and right then i mean we were just hooked from that moment on and um i think shortly after that we had another shortly after that we had another um a meeting and so the follow-up was what is you know what are some of the things you want to do well can we do that again oh okay so, <laughs> and you know thank god Aww. times got a little bit better and then we were able to um meet outside which was really nice uh -huh. i kind of really loved that you know we met outside um of the school in front of the school and it was a really nice time too because it was just at you know at sunset and everybody wore masks and then i invited the parents also the parents of the girl scouts and they bought their lawn chairs we all sat outside and i mean it was truly a fun experience um you know the parents got involved too which i just looked around at that time and i remember i was just you know i'm the you know the documenter and so i was just taking <laughs> pictures and i remember <laughs> and um i just you know i was like wow this is you know, it was it was a good form of therapy too, because um, you know I knew the stories behind those girls, and I knew the stories behind those parents because we were at a time that it was just anxiety was high for everyone. You know, as parents, we just are living with this kind of fear, and sometimes mm -hmm. we're scared to talk about it. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we just don't know how to feel in mm -hmm. general. But Absolutely. when you're around animals. And you're around, it's just a form of therapy and it kind of gets our minds off of things. And, and everybody felt, you know, together at that time. And we just were all happy about one thing together, which of course just got our mind off of things. And mm. we were able to um, not think about other things at that time. So right. it was mm -hmm. a, a really great experience. And not to mention just educational. They mm -hmm. just learned so much. I was, you know, the questions kept coming. And so I just remember yeah. like these little hands kept going up. Oh, I think, I feel like it could go on like all day. Yeah, like, really could. Talk to me. <laughs> it's a genuine interest and it's a genuine right. escape, like you said, yeah. uh, just something to kind of get your mind off of your mm -hmm. troubles. And not that we have to escape our troubles all the time, but it's just, it's important to have I a think break. So. <laughs> it is, it really is. And even the parents were, you know, having a great time too. Yeah. They were asking they questions were. just the same. So um, that was that. the start of my, you know, that was my start of my journey with Once in a Wild. I just became an instant fan and I knew I wanted to support in every way. And this was a great way. Um, not only it was it was a way to, for me to give back to the community as well, because that's a passion of mine just to not only talk about it, but to be the hands and feet in our community, to be actually have a position to where we are have um, 
you know, not a, not an influence with my pictures necessarily on Instagram, well. <laughs> but actually, you know, being an influence of, of being there, you know, being yeah. there for the kids that need us. And, um, you know, Girl Scouts is just one of the ways that, you know, anybody can get involved. And I encourage everybody just to look into kind of leadership or, or even co-leading or even donating. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it just, it really goes a long way. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And as a, you're a leader in the Girl, I don't know anything about Girl mm -hmm. Scout leadership. So maybe explain uh, what you do for the Girl Scouts. Is it sure. just one troop? Is it multiple? Yeah. So um, it actually started out because at our school, we did not have Girl Scouts. Oh. And so one of the moms had reached out to me and said, hey, there's no Girl Scouts. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And I always knew I wanted the girls to be involved in it, but I guess I had never, um, been approached or had seen flyers for for any of the schools that we were and in. You have two daughters, correct? I have two daughters, <laughs> mm -hmm. and so um, I was like, oh, okay, well, I know nothing about it, but I can help you. I and it see. started out like that. So it like, started oh, out. I don't know, find out. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like, well, I don't know anything either. So I said, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So she looked into it, and then I became her co-leader. And shortly after that, um, she, you know, she had to leave, and so. I said, well, you know, the girls loved it so much. And oh my gosh, it was just like, we had her, you know, we had a little team together already. And I said, okay. So I just, I went with it and I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it well. <laughs> so Very I just good. started in investing and looking into ways to really utilize um, our funding because our cookie money really is our funding. Everybody, please <laughs> buy Get those <your> cookies. cookies. <laughs> I mean, that is truly the way wow. we That's good use to hear. our funding throughout the whole year. Yeah, so I mean, we, I, I, that's how I, we pay for our events. That's how we are able to take the girls' places. And then um, at, during that time of virtual, I was able to do kits and I would drop them off because okay. we couldn't meet together. But hey, we can do crafts together oh, on, online. I see. Okay. So oh, I would drop off kits oh. and crafts and Ugh. coloring books and just a whole basket of, of, of you know, inspiration and fun and then mm -hmm. that way oh, okay this is for this meeting and they would have their basket and you know sometimes gotcha. it was tough for other leaders i know it was it was a tough time to even do anything but, absolutely even um, for like teachers anybody where we're thinking outside the box us too right we opened up before covid i don't know if yeah. you know this oh, but we opened up before covid and we were just a events um company we were oh, doing okay. public events only we weren't doing obviously any virtual no right. live streams nothing and we opened up like just a few months before all this happened wow. oh, and gosh, then when all this that. happened i had to cancel 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 yeah. cancel and i was just like heartbroken i was like yeah. crying my eyes out because it was my dream to open up this exactly. company you know after right. working with animals almost my whole life and then like kind of putting the um what you know kind of a gamble to open up my own business exactly. and taking the chance and you know believing in myself or whatever and right. then you know this just happened and it's like what do you do do you quit you can't quit right. mm -hmm. i have all these animals to feed and i have right. these people that are counting on me so exactly. we actually it was actually my dad's idea uh to start doing the live streams oh and he gosh, was like you wow. should you should get on you should get online and just uh just talk about animals and see see who watches and i'm like okay like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so i started doing that just oh, to kind of self-promote wow. a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh it it really helped. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it helps in every way, right? Marketing yes. and all sorts and the of social right? media, like we were just talking about exactly. a little bit ago, is like the social media can be a full-time job, but it's also very powerful. Mm -hmm. It can get the word out there if you do it right. And oh, the right people see you, it. then it's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's really, really cool. Right. So yeah. I believe in the positive of social media. I that's, know there's so yeah, many yeah, areas absolutely. <laughs> and the positive of it, the opportunities that my family has had have been amazing. I, I just can't even believe like the things that I talk about and 
And some of my pivotal moments in social media and or in my you know, career or the, the existence of this uh, San Antonio Socialista happened uh-huh. in COVID, which I couldn't I believe. And I thought, oh, well, you know, how's this going to go for everybody? Because oh, I, I know. know it's been hard, but um, social media is very powerful. Oh, yeah. I believe mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we really wanted to be something different, something positive, even yeah. before the pandemic happened and we went virtual. Um, we were on social media already. So being very colorful, happy, right. trying to, um, you know, kind of bring a positive light to some of these animals that a lot of people maybe aren't comfortable with, like right. spiders and snakes and little things like that. And uh, kind of misinterpreted animals or mis- misunderstood animals you know yeah. um we wanted to kind of bring a true light to them and say hey they're not scary they're just yeah. you know they're just animals and mm-hmm. this is the, the the purpose that they serve in nature and right. we should respect them and mm-hmm. you know it's okay if you don't like them but respect them you know right. kind of thing so that was kind of our idea in the first place is to be an outreach first and mm-hmm. uh try to teach people about these animals that are misunderstood but also be something different and something happy yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we still try to do today as you i know. love that and we all remember it you know oh, we remember the purple <laughs> yes <laughs> we wanted to be colorful not that there's anything wrong with khaki and green and brown that a lot of zoos uh do incorporate but we wanted to be a little bit different yeah. and stand out and it helps us as a new company to be different as yeah. well. oh, super cool so yeah. what are some of the um i was gonna ask you what were some of the moments that you remember besides like the questions and like which animals do you remember at the oh show that you like the best or that your kids well, like of course the, best? the hedgehog yes <laughs> she loves the hedgehog i mean when that hedgehog came out everybody was just like oh the- <laughs> they're so cute it was just so in sync you know the response of all the girls and of course the adults too but it's just when it rolls up and you just can't help like your body you know? just blurts out <laughs> it's super cute and i actually didn't know anything about it oh at all you know and i just didn't i didn't even realize you know the whole the whole experience and of course the snake of course uh-huh. um you know it's just like and um the other one was the um was the little it, it has like a funny is it is it mute or little like um which one do you have? It's kind of slimy and it has a funny little name and it has Axolotl? like the little yes. the axolotl, so underwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, oh I remember on the gosh. virtual we did that one. Yep. It actually kind of became my favorite one because I was Aww. like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And it's it's kind of yeah, cute. Cool. <laughs> it's kind of cute in its and own it's way. It's important to have like some of the animals be the cute cuddly if you will right. or popular animals to kind of not lure people in, but get their interest and have yeah. something because it is kind of a um uh, it's a good icebreaker. It's a good um, kind of something that everybody has in common. Like, right. oh, everybody loves those animals. And then that's yeah. like, haha, learn about this animal too. <laughs> yeah. And you did it very well because I think then we went into the snake and the spiders. Yeah. But then once you brought it out, and then that's when the questions kept coming. We're like, oh, yes. mm-hmm. you know, and then you can see the appreciation just building from there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times <laughs> when people understand, like, why do they have eight legs and why do they have eight yeah. eyes? It's mm-hmm. just an animal with different features than us. It doesn't make them bad. Um, right. There's a reason that they have like their mm-hmm. venom and there's a reason they have hair and, yeah. <laughs> and it all makes sense. And you go, oh, okay, it's not really like a monster. It's right. just, it's just an animal. Yeah. So it's no big deal, right? And they're pretty, they have pretty colors. And yeah, <laughs> they do. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of go from there. And then what are some of the, the partnerships or projects that are some of your favorites, like on your social media or your blog? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, partnerships, well, the opportunities that I had, um, the coolest thing that we've done was, um, you know, I, I, 
I get these opportunities and you know, you never know how, how it's going to go, but sure. This went from zero to a hundred and we were involved. Um, we were in a film, we were in a docuseries, Apple TV plus you can actually watch it. It's called becoming you. Wow. My son, Jesse was featured as one of 100 babies around the world. And it was a Warner brothers, um, Warner Brothers film, and you can watch it. Um, he's on the um, series called, or on the segment called Making Friends. Oh. And it highlights San Antonio as, you know, where Jesse's from. And there's another child from San Antonio that was featured as well. And it just kind of, you know, oh. it, it was such a great opportunity because it was such, the film was, it was filmed so beautifully. You know, it's a Warner Brothers, and these are documentaries that you see. There was other people from Africa and oh, wow. all over the world. And it was beautiful to see ourselves in that way, you know, mm -hmm. and to be able to share our story with pretty much the whole world and um, to feature San Antonio, which is my heart. You know, right. I started <laughs> the San Antonio Socialista to be able to highlight my city and to celebrate it and to share the story of my culture. Um, you know, not only and with my community as well, so they people can know ways to give, but also with people that want to come and visit as well. So they can just learn about, you know, San Antonio and some fun places that we like to come, but also just to learn about our family and how we grew up. And wow. they featured, you know, Market Squares, one of the places that we shot Super at. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then we also did a, a, you know, backyard barbecue that they featured. Um, super cool i mean it was it was really fun so exciting. and to go back and to look at that yeah i mean he was a baby and wow. <laughs> to look at that and what he's like two right yeah he's okay. two <laughs> mm -hmm. and so he was about um seven months and they came back at nine months so we did you know multiple um filmings and i mean it it is it's it's really something and i wow. i feel really um proud and just honored to be able to have that opportunity because i look back and i'm like this is something that this is a true memory he was watching yeah. it the other day oh. and he goes that me <laughs> i mean he was looking at, i hadn't really shown it to him because he wasn't you know old enough mm -hmm. and so now he watches right. movies and so i said let me put it on for him Aww. and we all started watching he's like just watching it and like that's me and mm. so uh it was so much fun that was a ton of fun and then shortly after that i did another feature for amazon prime you can watch it on amazon prime too it's called um beyond the block and so it's um a show about a couple that was trying to look for a home in san antonio kind of like a house oh, okay, sure. and so they <laughs> wanted to have a local um, and they asked me um, to be, you know, to the local person of San Antonio. Um, and so I was able to just come on board and kind of talk about the city and, you nice. know, how, um, you know, what I thought about in the different neighborhoods and kind of what I thought, um, how living is here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And then also just it's the best. As well. <laughs> just so you know. it's, it's the best city in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it. pretty cool. <laughs> and of course, the place that we met had food trucks. So yeah. I'm a big foodie and I was Ooh, able to yes. showcase some of the food trucks and some I've taco seen that trucks. on our, your Instagram a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because San Antonio has the best food. Oh, yeah. And um, that was a lot of fun. So we had those recently. And, you know, I've had some other great partnerships. You know, I partnered with McDonald's not too long oh. ago. Okay. And it was actually the McDonald's um, right down the street that I was able to interview the owners. And I grew up with that McDonald's. Oh, and I always saw, the, you know, they had the family name outside uh -huh. to McDonald's. And I just uh -huh. remember as a little kid, always seeing it. Hmm. And then I was I did the interview. I'm like, oh, my gosh, 
this is kind of cool. I get to actually meet you and you're just, you know, Nostalgia. and so <laughs> yeah. it was kind of coming back and she kind of had researched me and it was a moment that I'm like, wow, this is, this is the collaboration I wanted. And, That's and great. she was just a great person to just, Hey, whatever you need in your community, whatever you need for your partnerships, um, your nonprofits. And mm -hmm. so I think from then on, um, you know, a lot of brands, we partner with each other because it's a great fit, but also just to, to be able to help each other and just to just celebrate each other's wins and That's your right. products and businesses. And, and, and so it's been fun. That's good. Yeah. So there's some of the big ones. Of course, awesome. there's been a lot of fun things that have evolved <laughs> over time, but, um, you guys need to check it out. Essay Socialista <laughs> on Instagram. Let's see um, some of the questions coming in since we were talking. Uh, my mom is uh, tagging all of her friends that would love the show, which really helps us out. Um, so she typically will do that. Hi, she mom. will tag. She says, hi. Hi, mom. <laughs> and uh, let's see. She's just tagging 100 people. <laughs> I'm just going through. Uh, she's clapping for us. That's so nice. Thank you. And she says, thank you back. <laughs> and uh, Ricardo's just asking what um, made you start the blog i think you already answered that but you can answer again yeah. if you want to um well you know i lived in arizona um we had moved when my husband got recruited from utsa and we moved out to arizona for a little bit so we got to travel not only to arizona but to a couple of other places when mm -hmm. we were newlyweds and kind of just you know <laughs> traveling and things like that and mm -hmm. and um you know, I, I was in corporate, so my background is business um, business management oh, and marketing. Okay. So I worked in um, the corporate world in marketing. And uh, so I did that for a while. And then we um, had my first daughter. And so after that, things kind of got challenging with, you know, child care and picking oh, them sure. up and kind of all that kind of sort of <laughs> stuff. And so our commute at Life. that time, <laughs> yeah. yeah, our commute was just, oh. it was a very, it was, it was very challenging. So my husband at one point said, can you just, you know, stay home with the baby? It would be so much easier. Mm -hmm. And so I said, sure. And so, um, you know, I stayed home, but I knew I wanted to continue to do something. And I think at that time I, um, I got a camera, I got a, a good camera. Cause that was always my passion was photography. Oh, very cool. And, um, I started to take pictures of my daughter and, shortly after that i was just kind of like you know kind of just like what do i want to do and my husband told me this and i'll just like never forget it and it's something so simple he's just like well what do you love and do it well that was it and i'm like well i love writing and i love photography and and so i started i started a blog and this was before anybody knew what blog was it was kind of like right. this weird right. word right <laughs> it was like blog huh? you know yeah. my mom didn't know for the longest time what any of that was and so i started out with hey mom get a blog uh, what <laughs> is yeah. that good or bad i don't know <laughs> exactly yeah so i started out writing you know in this blog mm -hmm. and um <laughs> which was what just on like a website somewhere yeah or it was you... actually because there wasn't any of these i don't think wordpress i don't even know it wasn't anything popular <laughs> like that stuff it was kind of it was like I think it was called like executor or something like something okay. to that effect and I would actually get paid monetary for any of my writings and they would pay me um, for my posts That's and <laughs> so I started doing that and then it led into um, my photography led into one of my neighbors hiring me to do photos oh and so you. she had a at an art um, studio and she would host you know these dance um, recitals and things like that and so I started gotcha. out doing that and then it kind of just and I just said, you know, when I go back to San Antonio, I already knew I had this vision. I wanted to be called my blog to be called the San Antonio Socialista. <laughs> and, um, you know, everybody's like, socialista, it's kind of like a weird <laughs> word and it gets confused. But 
it's like social, but then Ista is like this, you know, kind of like, you know, Tex-Mexy, yeah. like socialista. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so I kind Which of. Which I understand because I'm from here, but. You yeah, know, so I mean, you kind yeah, of have to like, definitely. you know, somebody's not from here, but once you say it and then, and um, I think one, one person told me, oh, once you meet once you meet her oh yeah socialista <laughs> then yeah. it kind of makes sense so <laughs> so yeah i always knew that and then shortly after that we wanted to come back home san antonio we had um we wanted mia to be close to her cousins we wanted to be back I with see. our parents mm -hmm. and um back with family mm -hmm. and friends and so i came back and i literally started as soon as i got back and it went there from go. there and i just got involved with um nonprofits at that time because I was still a stay-at-home mom, and I and I said, okay, well, I have some volunteer time, and um, that's what truly took off. Um, I started out with Mothers Against Drunk Driving, oh. and I did their um, their five k. I had never done a five k, but I did the marketing for their five k. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and so once I did that, I was going on TV, like on Kins Five and things like that, and I met a bunch of people, basically networking, mm -hmm. and I was also hosting networking events um, with uh, a radio show inspiration for life and we would do networking and and I would host these events with you know cocktails and food and sure. things like that <laughs> and just in with the point of still highlighting small businesses because it was right. at a time that people weren't um, getting the word out about you know businesses that were popping up sure and yeah I started you know and taking they pictures it. they need it <laughs> yeah and the uh, they really didn't know how to start Facebook pages at the time <laughs> and you know some of them were older generation and right. I would just start it for them and and it was also very expensive for them at the time. And so, um, you know, I just started helping people out. And and then it just kind of turned into, well, I like what you're doing. Can you do that for me? So cool. it kind of evolved from there. And that's where um, I'm at, combined with my blog that I just kind of continued on with many blogs on my Instagram. And that's where it has evolved from now. Awesome. And it always changes. It's just okay. an ever-evolving yeah, thing. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's always kind you of like <laughs> new things pop up, new opportunities. Um, yeah, so I mean, I never thought I would be kind of like ho you know co-hosting with you know on a on a on a show on Amazon Prime, or I never I know, thought right? these things. <laughs> so cool. But it's just opportunities that I just um, my many blessings that I just um, yes. appreciate. It's always interesting to um, think back to maybe like 10, 20 years ago. Like, yeah. did I ever see myself right. doing any of this? Like, no. Right. <laughs> but it's right. amazing what, what life mm -hmm. can change and, you know, what, what it can lead you towards different opportunities right. and what people you meet and relationship you build and people yes. you help. And, it's pretty and I would say no never, matter what kind of job you do. Yeah, you know? no matter what job and then never take anyone for granted. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, those big opportunities were from things that you would never think of right. um, or people would never respond to or people mm -hmm. would never, you know, just that one handshake, that one uh, com mini conversation, that one time mm -hmm. that you just spend um, can open up a doors. But totally. I love people and I love mm -hmm. meeting new people and learning their stories. I'm just, I just, my heart is with being a storyteller. So mm -hmm. um, my dad was a storyteller um, in the sense of he always had this video camera he videotaped my like pre-K. <laughs> I have videotapes from every single thing. And I always remembered that. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, he wanted to always, he always, he wanted to always, um, you know, document that. Mm -hmm. He always wanted to just remember that. And I remember that. And I feel like I kind of carry the same thing too. And they were both, my parents were both entrepreneurs. Like they both had their own businesses and that kind of fed into like 
my reason why I want to support small businesses so much because I knew their hard work and I knew what it takes and the risk and all these things. So that's, that's kind of where, yeah, that is where it kind of all rooted from. That's awesome. That was a great question, Ricky. Let's see who else um, wants to say hello. Mom's just tagging a thousand people. Uh, Ricky loves to head talk to you apparently with the little heart. Oh, hello, Ash. So Ash is actually uh, triplets from Miami who are some of our biggest fans as well. And they usually watch the show all the way from Florida. Hi guys. So good to have you on the show. Uh, so is this where Beyond the Block yes, on Amazon? Yes, Beyond the Block okay. on Amazon. Cool, cool, cool. Very good. Yes, Thank Beyond you, Ricky. the Block and then Becoming You, yes, on um, Apple TV. Very, very. Oh, Becoming You. Okay, cool. Um, Hello, Lamar. Nice to see you. Oh, hi. Megan. Oh, that's the same one again. Sorry. Your daughter, how cool. I'm not sure what you were talking about there, but um, something you said about one of your kiddos. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and Ricky has a tear in the eye, I guess. <laughs> and they say, let's I check know. it out. I, I don't know why I felt like crying. I get emotional. That's okay. I, I'm like that too. I'm very, very uh, sentimental. And yes. it sounds like your parents were sentimental. Yes, and, they, and mine they are. mine are too. So yes. I, get, I get that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I definitely come from a background of artists, like we were just talking about oh, a little bit ago before that. the show started. Mm-hmm. And same thing, um, I'm actually a photographer as well. Awesome. So we have a lot in common mm-hmm. and very close to my parents. And so yes. I always have like a camera or a video camera camera in my face too growing up yeah and this was before I mean camera phones or anything right. obviously now like you can do anything video oh yeah, yeah it was like this like <laughs> on the shoulder like, yeah <laughs> like at the zoo or wherever we went yes that and was always me. capturing the moment sea exactly. world wherever we went mm-hmm. well super cool yeah. well I don't want to take too much time without seeing some animals you guys yeah, it's already 7 p.m so um we can always of course segue into something else okay. uh, afterwards but uh let's go ahead and meet some animals just like we always do if this is the first time you are uh tuning in tonight hello my name is amanda this is louisa she's my hello. special guest today uh let everybody know where they can find you um at sa underscore socialista or you can just google the san antonio socialista perfect and that's going to be mostly on instagram correct yes mostly on instagram but i do have the blog too oh so very good of course just, yes Okay, awesome. Maybe Ricky can highlight that down below in a comment. So it would help out. It's also in the description box down below, you guys. Uh, AAV cameras. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the big ones. Yes. Um, and uh, we are going to have an animal encounter now. So that is what we typically do on the show. I've only had a few special guests. So you're one of, I think, four in, oh, okay. in person guests. We've had a few virtual guests oh, as well. Okay, okay. And typically I just, um, you know, talk to the guests first and then we meet the animals. But typically I'm on the show alone. It's a, usually a one woman show, as you guys know yes. that have watched me before <laughs> you're familiar um and then we bring out some animals for you guys to meet and learn about so we are bringing out some animals now and it's all your favorites right Yay! <laughs> i know so excited Let's see. so it's gonna be okay we're not <laughs> going to be bringing the hedgehog because she was actually out here um last week i'm just gonna start with our our furry critter though <laughs> that is coming out um so right now we're going to meet uh tiptoes and i am gonna do all the handling and uh, Louisa is just going I to promise, learn I and think she's sit. cute. I just okay. Here she comes. <laughs> so this is Tiptoes, you guys. I have watched our show many times. You probably know Tiptoes. Remember her? She's a pink toe tarantula. And these guys are from the Antilles Islands, which is kind of like in the Caribbean. So beautiful area of the world. They live right next door to like Playa del Carmen and the uh, uh, and Cancun and all those places. Um, and the Antilles Islands. And there's other types of pink toe tarantulas too that live all over Central and South America. So they're essentially 
that type of tarantula in the tropics. As you can see, um, she climbs my hand. Uh, these guys are tree dwelling tarantulas, which means they're called arboreal. Arboreal means up in the trees most of the time and terrestrial will be on the ground. So terrestrial okay. on the ground. Oh, okay. Of course, aquatic animals are in the water, right? And arboreal animals are in the tree. So not every tarantula can climb like this, but she's really good at climbing with her little um, claws that she has. Oh, wow. The claws yeah. are really tiny. They're kind of like cat's claws um, in the fact that they are retractable. Oh so you gosh. know that they that cats have retractable claws mm -hmm. when they don't need to use them. They just put them back into their toes yeah. <laughs> and they flex to actually um, spring their claws forward in a cat's um, instance. Um, and they use their claws to like hunt or scratch or something like that. Um, her claws don't hurt me at all. So they're just, just for, they're just for yeah. climbing. And um, it just creates enough friction to kind of have as like a little, almost like a little mini mountain climber. <laughs> she oh. can use her little tools to climb onto my hand, but I can barely feel anything. So it's not hurting me at all. Um, but they do have eight legs, right? But they also have two arms. They have eight longer legs oh, yeah. and two little short appendages that we call pedipalps, but they're kind of oh, like that. arms and they're just shorter than the rest of the legs. Um, a difference between a spider and like an insect mm -hmm. um, is gonna be how many central body parts they have. One really easy way to remember how many body parts a, a arachnid or a spider has is how many legs they have, which is eight. And it looks like a figure of eight. So it's two central body parts. So it looks like two kind of round sections. Um, the one in the back, which is pointing upward mm -hmm. right there, that's gonna be the abdomen. And the one in the center where all the legs are connected to is called the cephalothorax. So cephalo in, um, well, like Latin means head and thorax oh, means okay. like your central body. Mm -hmm. So it's a cephalothorax. It's a head and body combo. And that's where all the legs are connected. <laughs> and then her arms are right there in the front. And they do also have eight eyes. Not every spider has eight eyes, but most tarantulas have eight eyes. Now you would wow. think with all those eyes that they could see really well but they can't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they don't see very well at all. Uh, her main that. sense is going to be her sense of touch. And that's oh, another okay. thing they have in common with cats. Uh, the retractable claws, right? They climb with. And by the way, even if they're a ground tarantula, they do have retractable claws just to gain like traction on the ground. They can kind of um, grip onto the ground a little bit easier or their web or something like that. Um, but they also have hair like a cat, uh, but their hair is more like whiskers all over oh, them. Okay. And that helps them to feel. So that's gonna be their main sense is they really don't see very well, but they do have a great sense of touch and they sense vibration, wind blowing, a breeze, a moth flying by, they can sense that as well and actually maybe choose to eat the moth because they do eat bugs, right? Insects. And uh, they're so good at catching those insects that they can catch a moth in flight. Oh wow. Isn't that amazing? That so they, they will sense them just by touch and then they will whoop, they'll reach out and oh grab it. Oh my gosh. And they know the difference between like me and something that they can eat. So oh, they, they choose to not yeah. attack me, right? <laughs> Which is kind of cool <laughs> that they know the difference. That's a really pretty red, um, like the yeah. whiskers that you said or the... Well, it's like whiskers and the fact that they use them for feeling vibration, but it's hair. I mean, it's, it's, hair. it's, it's, it's yeah. just hair. You call it hair. Um, but yeah, the burgundy coloration oh, came, came with age. Um, when she was oh, a very okay. tiny spider, which, you know, the the term for a baby spider. No. It's a spiderling. Oh, a spiderling. <laughs> Super yeah. cute, right? Um, or sling for oh. short. A lot of people call it a sling, Should spiderling. Charlotte's Web. <laughs> spider right, right, that is so true. <laughs> Charlotte's Web, one of my favorite books. Yeah. Um, so Charlotte <laughs> um, had all her babies, little spiderlings. But when she was a spiderling, this one, Tiptoes, um, she was bright baby blue. Um, oh, with wow. pink toes, which is oh why they call gosh. them a pink toe tarantula. It looks like they have their toes painted like the <laughs> like uh, like pink toenails, but it's just the the tips of the toes. You can kind of see 
if she is at the right angle. It's hard to see on camera, but you might be able to see the tips of her toes oh, are now yeah. kind of like a tan uh -huh. instead of a pink nowadays. So as they grow up, spiders and all invertebrates, which have no bones, right? They have to shed their exoskeleton. So they molt. Um, so as they grow and get bigger and bigger, they have to take off their entire exoskeleton. It comes off like a shell. And as this spider grows up, that color changes each time. Oh, wow. So they go from baby blue to more green and burgundy as they age. And the girls, like Tiptoe, Tiptoe is, is a girl. Um, and we know that by her coloration, but also her age, um, okay. because girls live a lot longer than boys. If she were a boy, she would have already passed away by now. Oh. Boys only make it till about three for the oh, species. Wow. Yep, not very long. Um, but the girls can live to be about 12 to 15. And oh she's about five gosh, or six that's now. That's a big difference. Yes, it is a big difference. <laughs> it's kind of uh, not great to be a male tarantula. <laughs> uh, but a lot of times the tarantulas that we see, you, you had mentioning before we started mm -hmm. the show, you actually have seen tarantulas in yes. the wild, right? So what is your experience with seeing them out there in nature? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, um, they the ones I've seen are kind of really black. Yes. The ones that around and here, here in Texas, right? right? Mm -hmm. In Texas, yep. they're just yep. really, really black. Yep. You know, I feel like there might be that's of course not that big, but a little bit smaller. Okay, sure. And I feel like they come out when it rains. But yeah, we sometimes, see them. You know, yes. they come in yeah. and come in the garage and things like that. Yeah, sometimes so. they get a little bit lost or disoriented. Mm -hmm. Remember, they can't see very well. Um, if they're um burrow underground, because typically the ones here are gonna be on the ground or underground, mm -hmm. that's where they like to live. Um, if they become flooded, they have to come out. But a lot of oh. times you'll see uh the males coming out. Okay. So during certain times of year, the males are looking for love. <laughs> They're oh. looking for females because they don't have very long to live. So oh. if they get the, the urge to start finding females, they'll leave their burrow and run around. Oh, but wow. they're not meaning to bother you at all. They just actually want to running find a girl. Out of time. <laughs> they're running out of time. That's right. So they're, they're skittering around looking for that. But also, of course, when they lose their home for whatever reason, construction or something yeah. like that, or flooding, which mm -hmm. is a natural occurrence too. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of reasons you might see them getting a little bit uh, lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the best thing to do is just leave them alone. They're actually really great for us. And that's because they eat a lot of bugs. Oh. So insects have their place too, just like spiders have their place in nature. But too many insects can make us sick with diseases and things mm. like that. Or um, they can be parasites and stuff like that. So we need um, animals eating those those other animals, essentially, to keep their numbers in check. Otherwise, we get too many. And too many mm. of anything is, is bad. Right. So that's the best way to kind of, as you know, and we've taught you yeah. you and the, the girls at the Girl Scouts and your kiddos, um, is just leave them alone. Everything, yeah. Every animal has their place in nature and they're there for a reason right and a lot of people misunderstand them because they're just different than us they might um, have more legs they might have more eyes right. <laughs> but they don't mean anybody any harm and did you know that um tarantulas especially there's no deadly tarantula to humans oh, okay. there is no tarantula that has ever killed a human um some of them have a little bit more strong venom than others hers is very mild so it wouldn't even hurt me if i were to get bitten potentially by her but she's not going to bite me um but even if she did it wouldn't be that bad at all be far less than like a bee sting um and they cannot um harm you in a significant way to like hospitalize you or anything oh, like okay. that there's other spiders that can as we all know yeah. black widows and mm -hmm. things like that but again we can just leave them alone to do their job mm -hmm. oh, oh goodness <laughs> so that is sometimes something that they do as well they're kind of like birds <laughs> i don't know if you guys could see on camera but she certainly did they do use the restroom sometimes but that is perfectly natural as well wow so i do have a couple of questions i know right there on camera uh every time she does that and i watch the playback you can't see it oh so i'm okay. like why did i even mention anything but you certainly saw it that was yeah. kind of cool <laughs> tiptoes yes she's one of our favorites um is it sticky yes it is um basically like i was saying they're tiny little claws almost microscopic and that just gives her enough uh, friction to be able to kind of 
you know, grip onto my skin. I can feel it, but it doesn't hurt. But it is a little sticky. That's what it feels like. How many babies they typically give oh, birth that's to? My Hi. Oh, hello! <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Um, so I'll leave your I'll leave your question on there so we can answer it. Um, uh, tarantulas in general do have a lot of babies and they have eggs. Um, not every arachnid lays eggs. In fact, scorpions give live birth. They have live babies, which is very different. Um, but as you know from uh, Charlotte's, mm -hmm. I almost said spider's web. Charlotte's <laughs> web. She had a lot of babies yes. die, and that was kind of the end of the story mm -hmm. there. Um, typically they don't live very long after giving birth afterwards, but they do have like a little silk purse that they put their um, eggs in mm -hmm. and that they make out of their own webs and that will protect their babies oh, for okay. as long as they need to be protected and before they hatch. Um, but these guys can have a lot of eggs. So it just depends on the species and it depends on the individual too. But they can have anywhere from like a hundred to like a thousand. Oh, wow. And it, they're very okay. tiny, but that helps them to have insurance. That way if something happens to their young, their species can still go on. Oh, so the more babies, the right. more likely they're going to survive. Gonna yeah, so they do have a lot of them. I can't remember how many this particular species has, um, but I know it's quite a few. <laughs> it's not just like, sorry, she responds <laughs> to my breath sometimes because of the sense of touch. Um, I didn't mean to spook you there. Uh, I'm all out of love. <laughs> Is that the tarantula? <laughs> oh, from the, the male tarantula? Aww. <laughs> You especially leave them alone, I assume you're trying yeah. to say. Yes, that's very nice of you. Yeah, a lot of people um, are afraid of certain animals like spiders because there's things like arachnophobia and uh, movies that they've seen and people have misconceptions that they're all going to come after you and kill you or something. <laughs> and it's just not true. Um, in fact, spiders are uh, much more healthy for us than a lot of other invertebrates like roaches and flies, mosquitoes, ticks, things like that that can, in fact, make us sick and harmful us and uh, we need to make sure and have a healthy planet again mm -hmm. so having these predators in their natural ecosystem they're a top predator in their little oh. you know circle of ecosystem that they live in oh, they're wow. also prey for some animals mm -hmm. too because they're small too a lot of animals do eat spiders out there in nature some of their main predators might be birds lizards um, other animals like that maybe even bigger spiders you always thought that they would bite you with poison well every um tarantula does have venom or poison venom is a type of poison mm -hmm. you know the difference between venom and poison in general mm -mm. Yeah. so every venom is a poison but not every poison is a venom so okay. venom has to be injected by either a stinger a fang something like that but poison you can actually eat or oh, get on wow. your skin like poison mm -hmm. ivy right mm -hmm. so that is a poison as well oh, okay. technically venom is a poison but it's a specialized poison venom um is very um uh, specifically having to go into your bloodstream or into your skin through a puncture as opposed to just like touching it, as opposed to touching it. Okay. <laughs> or eating it. Right. So she's not really poisonous. Animals can eat her, <laughs> but she is venomous and her venom is actually to prepare her food. So remember they eat bugs, but they don't have any chewing teeth. They only have their fangs. They don't have teeth at all. They have oh, like wow. a little straw mouth. Oh, it's called gosh. a proboscis. It's kind of like, uh, have you ever seen a butterfly drinking nectar? Yeah. They have mm -hmm. like the long the proboscis long little, that comes mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. It looks like a little straw. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what they have too. It's just shorter and kind of squattier. Oh, and what okay. they have to do is they will, um, first of all, they'll kind of like attack <laughs> and pull their prey in and hold it like this. It ha all happens very quickly. And then their two fangs, which are actually kind of under her chin right now, but when they want to use them, they pop forward and they'll, they'll stab like a stinger. Oh. And that will give the food venom. And then the venom will take effect very fast. It will usually paralyze the food and mm. hold it still. Um, but it also liquefies them. Really? Yes. So it makes oh, it into a drink crazy. so they can drink with their their straw. Oh, my god! And then they can actually have a meal. Otherwise, oh, they can't wow. eat. 
So that's what the venom is really for. It's not really for defense, although some spiders do bite for defense, um, just kind of if they're at a last resort. But most um, spiders and animals in general would rather get away from you and run off. Mm -hmm. And that's usually what we see is the, the tarantulas are like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to get away quickly. And, um, or they'll just be hiding. Or um, some tarantulas do have the ability to use their hair for defense, oh, which okay. is um, kind of rubbing um, their leg up against their body. And then those hairs will go into the air. Oh, it's right. pretty hard to see. Mm -hmm. But then it will kind of irritate your face. That's another kind of way they can do that. This species almost never does that. They typically try to run off, as you've been seeing her kind of run. <laughs> All right. Are there any without hair? I know there are some uh, spiders that are less hairy than tarantulas. Tarantulas are some of the most hairy. But tarantulas always have this kind of thick mm. coat of hair. And that protects their body like armor and also gives them the ability to feel vibrations. But I believe every spider has some sort of hair, whether mm -hmm. it's more sparse or more thick than, than the next. I mean, it just kind of depends. Hmm. I'm not terribly scared of them, but I avoid them. That's actually not a big deal. Uh, we we don't expect um, all of you guys to be like us. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be needing to exist in the first place, right? <laughs> a once in a while wouldn't have to be uh, a, a thing because all of you guys would be the same as us. So we understand that you're not. Um, it is okay that you're maybe a little bit nervous around certain animals, uh, <laughs> like animals that you're not used to or you have misconceptions about. It's okay. But we just want to ask that you guys respect them, right? So that's the best thing we can do as we keep saying over and over again yeah. but that's one reason why we opened up is because we saw a lot of not just spiders but like snakes and really any animal opossums too mm -hmm. um becoming destroyed because people are are afraid of them they think that they're going to harm their kids they think that they're protecting their families and it's really the opposite mm -hmm. we should really just be educating people yeah. and let people know like hey just leave them alone they'll typically just leave mm -hmm. <laughs> here's some ways that you can probably avoid having those animals in your backyard or mm -hmm. if you want to have them in your backyard we can teach you about that too. Mm -hmm. um, but animals like opossums are a really good example because a lot of people think that they're going to give you rabies or bite your right, kids. And right. nothing can be further from the truth. They do not want to attack you. They don't even carry rabies. Mm. And they're very beneficial. So that's another animal we teach oh. about as well. Sweet leave spiders alone. <laughs> leave Brittany alone. <laughs> yes, Ricky. All right. Did you have any other questions about Tiptoe? No, I don't. Cute. I think the more I, I, the more I look at her, it's just the more fascinated <laughs> I mm. become. I feel like the little they look like little hooves a little bit. Yeah, almost <laughs> like a little um a little goat. A little yeah, they're super I cute. I love that. I used to work with um ibex and other hoofstock over at San Antonio Zoo, mm -hmm. and they do kind of remind me of that because they kind of go up on the wall. You've been oh, to San Antonio Zoo, yes. I'm, I'm assuming. Um, I don't know if they have the ibex anymore, but back in the well, a few years ago, they had this one section where you would kind of walk through. I think where the tree kangaroos are now, um, where they had all the ibex and they would just climb up the sheer oh, rock faces. Wow. So super cool. So I can see what you mean. Yeah. And they do have good climbing ability as well. Yeah. It yeah. is so neat to see up in close. It's awesome. Yeah. And she doesn't mean anybody any harm. Tarantulas don't even have brains. So they're not thinking about oh, wow. harming anybody or, or out to get you. And just so they have um, a network of, um, what do you call it? Nerve endings called ganglia. And that's oh. how their whole body kind of operates in the first place. Um, they don't have a traditional brain at all. So they don't really oh have gosh. like that we know of a good memory or learning ability. Sorry to insult you. Uh, <laughs> but they're just very different than us. So they're not wow. like out to get you or trying to plot mm -hmm. out anything. They don't mean anybody any harm. They're just out to survive <laughs> mm -hmm. and eat insects and just be themselves <laughs> and wow. do their job in nature. They're just very different than us. 
super cool. A lot of invertebrates like this, which are animals that have no bones, right? Invertebrate. Mm -hmm. um, they're similar to like sea creatures, in my opinion. They're just so very different than us. Um, animals that live under the ocean, they are just built very different. Um, they have a totally different system, like octopus, for example. Kind of similar to oh my gosh, a spider, I have become totally so different. fascinated with octopus lately, especially with all the new so shows smart. that they have. <laughs> so smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very so cool. beautiful too. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And that unfortunately is another animal that doesn't live very long. Just like the male right. tarantulas don't make it usually past three to five maybe yeah. in nature. Um, the females live a lot longer, but most invertebrates in general don't live very long. Wow. Um, and then the octopus doesn't live very long either. Just a couple of yeah. years, which is so interesting because mm -hmm. they are so intelligent as you mm -hmm. probably learn. Um, but they don't, they just don't make it very long with their normal life expectancy. Mm -hmm. And then you've got other animals in the ocean, like sharks that live for like 200, 500 years, depending on the species. It's right. pretty fascinating. Mm -hmm. Shall we meet another yeah. animal? So this one's super cute. Um, the one coming out next, his name is Felix. And Felix reminds me of Felix the cat. <laughs> if you know what that is out oh. there in TV land, this is a leopard gecko. I'm going to hold him in a different way so you guys oh can see him. Gosh. So leopard geckos are a uh, kind of a popular pet nowadays. I don't think they're good pets for everybody. Just like I talk about all of our animals, uh, some of them could potentially be a pet. Um, but that might be where you have seen a leopard gecko out there, you guys watching, um, before. They are oh, pretty popular beautiful. because they're a smaller lizard, as you can see. This is as big as they get. Um, and they are pretty easy to care for. But we always want to make sure you guys are doing your research before just adopting a pet, right? Uh, we get that question all the time. Like, can I have it for a pet? Um, the short answer is yes. <laughs> but we want to make sure with any animal that you're always doing your research and looking to adopt before you shop as well. It's always very important because some animals need homes, right? But leopard geckos are pretty popular. Um, they are originally from the Middle East. That is where they come from oh, in nature. Cool. which a lot of people don't know that they're from like India and Pakistan, Afghanistan and Iran and places like that. So kind of the desert, but also scrub forest areas too. And of course they have spots like a leopard, which is where they get their name. And just like the spider, they also eat bugs. So these guys are strictly carnivores but they eat small animals like oh, insects yeah. and sometimes um, very, very tiny mammals like tiny mice and things like that, but usually mm -hmm. gonna be bugs. Um, so that is why they have spots all over them is to be able to hide from their prey as they hunt, but also to hide from predators too, because most animals have prey um, and predators if they are predators. So there are very few predators that don't also have a predator too, but there are some larger predators, of course, in nature that do not have predators naturally besides human. Um, but these guys definitely have predators like foxes and cats and dogs and things like that. Um, and all sorts of animals might eat them, birds um, out there that are bigger than them. So those spots help them to blend in. However, his um, markings are very different than they would be in the wild. He still has spots, mm -hmm. but they're gonna be more brown than oh, yellow. Okay, the okay. yellow coloration comes from being in the care of humans and uh, breeding and things like that for oh. selective selective colors and things. So a lot of times with leopard geckos, you'll see all sorts of different colors, which is kind of interesting. The spider is actually the natural color they would be. So that's okay. the, the pretty colors do exist in nature as well. Now you might notice he's got kind of a fat tail. Yeah, I was <laughs> just gonna say it is a little fat tail. Yeah, and it kind of <laughs> feels like a squishy gummy bear. Oh, wow. And that is where they store body fat. Um, and that's oh. going to be very similar to a camel, mm -hmm. which is another kind of desertish type animal, mm -hmm. right? That might not get a meal every day. Um, lizards are cold blooded, so they don't have to eat every day. And that goes for all lizards. Um, but these guys can actually go a few months without eating and survive wow. off of their body fat and the tail. Can you guys see the yeah. tail? It's kind of squishy like a gummy bear. <laughs> it's not sticky at all, but it does help to conserve or actually, um, 
not conserve, but to hold fat in their body to be able to survive in times of need. And then if they need to basically live off of that, they can't. It's not ideal for them, but they can survive. And of course, in nature, it's all about survival. With us, he doesn't have to worry about that at all because he gets regular meals. And some of his favorite foods are things like worms and crickets <laughs> and roaches too. Yum! <laughs> Which is another consideration you have to take if you're going to have one of these in your home <laughs> is you have to be comfortable with live insects as well. And most people are not. <laughs> so that's another thing to think about. Now, these guys are really, really unique in the gecko world. Now, gecko is just a type of lizard. They're, okay. they're a lizard. They're a reptile, right? Mm -hmm. And they're more specifically a lizard. And then more specifically a gecko. And then the species is the leopard gecko. But there are other species of gecko right here in Texas and oh, okay. kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen um, them climbing up your walls, yeah. up your, uh, uh, the side of your house, the fence, things like that. There's a lot of lizards that climb. Uh, this type of gecko, even, even though he's on my hand right now, they don't climb at all. Oh. So they're a terrestrial species. So they're a very unique type of gecko. Can you guys see how they kind of, they just have like regular little toes and hands they yeah, don't have sticky toes so they are super oh my cute goodness <laughs> thank you um so his toes are not designed for climbing mm. i'm being really careful to hold him up um <laughs> but he could not just like climb up a wall or a tree oh. at all um they are strictly on the ground and they usually live in very sandy or dirty, dusty places. So they also have eyelids, which you might be thinking, oh. well, of course they have eyelids. <laughs> but not every gecko does have eyelids. Oh, wow. Most geckos out there, the ones that you see climbing and everything else, they don't blink. They have oh eyes that stay open. Oh my goodness. And because of that, they have um, a special scale over their eye, which takes care of that. It's mm -hmm. actually kind of like a snake. We're about to meet a snake mm -hmm. here in a little bit too, so you guys will see. Um, these guys though, they do blink. Um, they have full eyelids and that's because they live in the dust and they live in the dirt. So shutting their eyes sometimes helps them to keep their mm -hmm. eyes safe. And I'm sure that's a little more comfortable for them to be able to just shut their eyes and get away from that and protect their eyes like we do, right? We're familiar with all that. And they can actually um, lubricate their eyes by blinking, whereas other geckos, they have to lick their eyes oh, to lubricate wow. and take care of their eyes. Isn't that interesting? Um, so they're a little bit different, even though they're still classified as a gecko. Can you guys see them? Um, they are a lot more unique than people think of because people are familiar with this species. And a lot of times they think all geckos are the same and they're just not. They're very different from each other. Look at his little face, you guys. Face. You guys he have any questions about guy. Felix? Thank you. Do you have any questions I about do. Felix? Okay. The way he breathes. What are sure. These little... Sure. So I feel like I could just see through. <laughs> so on the on the side, he's got two ears. So those are his oh, those ears. ears. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. But that's a good question. It kind of looks like gills or something like that. Um, he has lungs just like us, so he is breathing with his nostrils. Um, oh, so okay. he would take breaths in and out with his little nose. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Yeah. And um, they they do have a full set of lungs, just like us. But you can actually see that he is breathing by his throat moving. Okay. So they kind of are sniffing and breathing at the same time with that throat movement. It kind of goes like up and down like a frog. Mm -hmm. Frogs mm -hmm. do the same thing too. They breathe with their nostrils too. Um, the axolotl that you were talking yes. about earlier, the underwater animal, they mm -hmm. don't breathe with lungs. They oh, breathe with gills like a okay. fish. So that's a little bit different, right? So he's not mm -hmm. a fish <laughs> or, or a salamander at all. He's actually a lizard. So he would breathe with lungs. And uh, But that's a great question. So the things that you're seeing on the side of the head are his ears. So they oh, hear very well. Wow. Not every reptile has ears, though. And not all of them hear very well. Um, he hears well. He sees excellently. And he, he can feel. He can taste. All things, all oh, five senses. Yeah. yeah. So, and geckos are actually one of the few type of lizards that make noises, like traditional mm -hmm. vocalization noises. Oh. Um, that's where the term gecko comes from, because there are some types of gecko that make a 
gecko, gecko, gecko. Oh my noise. <laughs> kind of sounds like a frog. <laughs> but most lizards don't really make noise. They make noise to communicate. They make noise to call girlfriends and establish <laughs> territories and talk just like we do, right? <laughs> That's how we That's communicate true. as well, partially. <laughs> they also communicate with body language too, like most animals. Any other questions about him? No. He's cool, right? Yeah, he's Oh, my cool. mom. My mom loves the geckos. Her favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to send, you're going to send me some worms. So you guys can actually send me <laughs> Amazon wish list items. That would be fantastic. And worms are on the wish list. Believe it or not, you can order worms from Amazon. Oh, wow. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> All sorts of things. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so back, especially when um, COVID was so bad and we couldn't really yeah. go very many places, That's we were true. ordering everything. Mm -hmm. So anything you can think of, we were just ordering it. And not all of our groceries are traditional groceries. Sometimes mm -hmm. we need worms <laughs> to feed our animals. Look at that beautiful smile. Aww. They do kind of have a dolphin-like smile, which is super cute super and very cute. strange. Like, why? But I love it. It's beautiful. It is It's so vibrant. Yes, it's beautiful. Can you all see the yellow? Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. He's so cute. He's such a sweet, sweet gecko, too. It's very easy to handle. Um, <laughs> so Felix also has um, beautiful eyes, like we were talking about before. They have great eyesight, oh, and they can wow. blink to protect their eyes. But can you see the slitted pupil, especially mm -hmm. on the, the view right now? Um, so that is also similar to a cat. Um, we're talking about cats a lot for yeah. some reason on the show today. Similarities. Oh, you do. Why. I do too. I do too. Um, I had a cat for almost eight, uh, 19 years uh, before he passed away. He was wonderful. But uh, he, that's like the one animal I don't have now. Oh. <laughs> uh, but he has slitted pupils like a cat. And that usually indicates that an animal is more nocturnal. And oh, they are okay. a little bit nocturnal. They're actually what we call crepuscular for this species of gecko, but many other gecko species are nocturnal, which means they're out at night, right? Right. So most of the geckos you see around here, if you go out at night and shine a flashlight, mm -hmm. you'll see them like kind of scattering. Yeah. And they're really good for us, by the way. There's nothing wrong with having geckos around because they eat a lot of mosquitoes and flies. So that's an A plus from, yes. from me. Mosquitoes. mosquitoes oh let me tell you, mosquito season has been like the worst ever it this year. Has. I don't know why. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. <laughs> if it's like just the summer we're having or what, but it's been really bad and fleas have been really bad. Mm -hmm. So the more um geckos that you have, maybe not this species, unless you live in the Middle East. <laughs> but if you live here in Texas, like we do, there's a lot of geckos that can eat those those bugs for us. Oh. So they're great. But they're nocturnal. He's a little bit crepuscular, which means, that's a weird word, right? Uh, crepuscular <laughs> is more active at dawn and dusk. So oh, okay. in, the, in the morning and in the evening. But they can also be out at night as well. Well, that makes sense. I feel like he, the mosquitoes come out at dusk every Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> On <And> point. 24-7 <laughs> these days, but absolutely. Most most animals that eat mosquitoes are out at night, like, like mm -hmm. bats. Bats are out at night usually, mm -hmm. right? Um, but you can tell by um, his eyes, his slitted pupils there, he has really good vision in the dark mm. and right now they're really tiny those, yeah, those pupils tiny. are slitted because it's really bright in here you guys that can't see our lights <laughs> behind the scene there's a lot of lights and studio lights in here um and whatnot and during the day they're going to slit as well if he happens to be out during the day but at night they can open up really big so animals with slitted pupils like cats they can open up their pupils bigger than mm. if they had round pupils like us so we're pretty limited on our mm -hmm. night vision, but animals like cats and leopard geckos um, have the ability to see much better at night than we do. That's really and, cool. And they can even see full color. Cats oh, can shoot wow. at night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. At night? I did yes. not know that. Yes. Oh my gosh. And frogs are another one that do that too, the nocturnal species of frogs. So wow. that tells you right there that his vision that is, is amazing. Awesome. And he has beautiful gray eyes. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. Yeah.
Aww. Aww. Do you like him? <laughs> I do. He's a handsome Good. little dude. <laughs> Thank you. Felix, you're very popular. Oh, Felix. <laughs> and they are cool. kind of a cool species because they don't get very large. And so they are actually pretty easy to care for as long as you have done your research and you mm -hmm. know what you're doing um, because they still have um, their special things that they need, being a reptile and everything. Mm -hmm. They need heat. They need worms and bugs to eat. Mm -hmm. um, some geckos do eat a little bit of fruits and nectar too along with their oh, bugs, okay. but every gecko eats bugs to some capacity. Mm -hmm. um, but this species only eats other animals. Only they don't animals. eat nectar or um, fruits at all. So that makes them a carnivore instead of an omnivore. Uh. All right, and some examples of omnivorous, well, I, words are hard, omnivorous or omnivore geckos are animals like um, a, a crested gecko or something like that, which is another gecko that oh. we have. All right, I just wanna make sure I'm not missing any comments or questions. If you guys do have any comments or questions about the animals or anything at all, feel free to drop a comment down below if you just wanna encourage us. <laughs> like you have been, that would be fantastic. What is their biggest enemy? Well, I don't, I don't know if you're asking for tiptoes or uh, Felix, you're saying her, so I would assume tiptoes, um, but I'll just answer for both. So some of their enemies um, for the tarantula could be like birds, mm. um, lizards that live out there in, oh, sorry, I'm not trying to block you to focus. Lizards that live out there in the Caribbean, um, things like that, maybe larger spiders. Um, but for the leopard gecko, it's going to be things like foxes, cats, mm. dogs, um, birds as well, and larger lizards too. So they definitely have a lot of predators they have Aww. to worry about in the wild. But those spots really help them. Their yeah. hiding abilities to go underground because they do dig little tunnels and hide oh, underground okay. most of the time during the day. And they'll come out, like I said, in the, in the evening and in the morning <laughs> when it's a little bit safer. For both. Okay, I'm glad I clarified that. Very good. Thank you so much for answering. And you're welcome. Aren't they wonderful? <laughs> They're very interactive. He really is amazing. Thank you. They're super cool. And I'm glad you guys like him. Okay, Felix, you did a great job. We have another leopard gecko female named Fiona. Fiona. But Fiona, Felix, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Fiona cute. is not as calm as Felix. So I usually um, bring Felix along if, he, if I'm bringing a leopard gecko. Uh, so Felix is very patient. <laughs> Fiona's yeah. like, bye, and she'll like run. <laughs> so All right. Cute. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything on here. If you guys are just joining us, um, we do have um, a special guest on here, of course. Her name is Louisa, and uh, we are about to meet our final animal for the evening. Um, if you guys want to watch the show again and subscribe to our YouTube channel, that's the best way to rewatch it, in my opinion, yes. is over on YouTube. So do us a favor and go subscribe to Once in a While. That helps us out quite a bit. Um, that is one free way you can help us out right yeah. but another way you can help us out of course is by tipping donating and your options there are venmo cash app and paypal it's always in the description down below as well as right here in the uh, pink bar down below and we also have our Amazon wish list, which is at onceinawild.com. And another great way to help us out is leaving a review. If you guys yeah. go to Yelp or to Google, you can actually leave us a review if you've already had an experience with mm -hmm. Once in a Wild, like you guys have. Yes. And that helps us out quite a bit. Or giving us a follow on our social media, like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, anything you like. We usually are on there. <laughs> and you can find us usually at Once in a Wild or at Once in a Wild Z. Okay. Well, before we meet the last animal, is there anything else you wanted to let people know that you are uh, doing lately or to check out or where they can find you or anything at all to, yeah. I know um, we talked about it already, but I just want to make sure. And for that. sure. You know, um, just, you know, I have the San Antonio Socialista as a main place for people to connect with a local, somebody that 
is from San Antonio. Both my husband and I are from San Antonio. We're raising our family here. <laughs> my family is still here. And we just want to be um, a light in the community. And, you know, just for you to just hop on, find different ways to um, get connected with other people in San Antonio and to check out what we're doing and ways to give back. Um, we have a couple of things that I'm involved in, but, you know, the main things are, you know, um, our Girl Scouts, buy some cookies when cookie season Yay, is coming I up. <laughs> ben Mints are my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> near and dear to my heart. Aww. I'm also involved with Partners for Youth. Um, it's called Bear County Partners for Youth Juvenile Services. It is at the Probation um, Center, and it is a program that helps at-risk um, children that are at the Probation um, Center, and it is a way for them to rehabilitate and for us to be there as a source for them to you know, restore their lives. Um, some of these kids have suffered trauma, and this is a nonprofit that not no one hardly knows about and i was asked to be uh, to come on as a community board member on their advisory board and i was just very honored um and it's a way for most of the board is people that work there and they're so busy and these are these are people that most of their money most of the what they do give back comes from their own pocket so mm -hmm. if it's a kid's oh. birthday yeah they get you know their own teachers yeah <laughs> exactly some teachers yeah yeah and, mm -hmm. and that's you know the way it is and of course Absolutely. there is some grant money that helps some other programs but um there is a need um an extreme need and i would just say you know learn more about it you can follow me i'm going to be talking about it there is a unit called domestic sex trafficking that hardly anybody knows about and it's a huge problem in san antonio you know human uh, trafficking in general mm -hmm. is very huge and those are the things that you know um not everybody wants to talk about, but right. these are kids that are really suffering. And, you know, it just it just tugged at my heart. And to see these nonprofits that need our help, it's, you know, and for somebody that has somewhat of a, I can try to help, you know, with my awareness and things mm -hmm. like that. Any, if even one person heard that would just go such a long way. And that has already happened with some of the events that I was able to do. And we're currently trying to rebrand, you know, that and just kind of get their social media going just so we can, it always just goes back to the kids and, and the need. And there is a huge need there. Um, and so I just ask for you to call Partners for Youth. You can follow me. And in general, you can check us out. Me and my husband are foodies. We love to go out on date nights. My kids and I are always around town having fun. Um, we love the outdoors, the mission Aww. reach, and we're always traveling. And um, just ways to get encouraged. You can just hop on, and hopefully I'm just some sort of encouragement in your scroll. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being here. It's no, thank you. I am a huge fan. Huge <laughs> fan of Once in a While. I mean, I was instant huge fan. And so when she asked me, I was like, oh, my gosh, me. Yay. Oh, I was just like, of course. So I'm just so excited to be here. So thank you. I appreciate You're everything welcome. you do for the community because although it's your business, it has been a, a light in so many kids and so many, you know, for so many people and as a form of therapy, you yes, know, because absolutely. I, you know, the um, partners for youth, they have a unit called CHAPS, um, which is, um, children it's, it's horse it's horse therapy so oh, they have, right. yeah yeah, yeah and so um i was thinking about that i'm like oh my gosh yeah. you know because <laughs> animals are such a, a form of therapy and they really just help us get grounded and connected yes. and you know for to be able to provide that for kids so i think mm -hmm. you know um all these things just what you're doing is just a, a complete light to the community and um it's amazing and we you know everybody benefits from it just from seeing you on instagram or seeing you in person 
it's just all good stuff. And I really um, enjoy watching you grow. So thank it's been you. fun. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I hope you guys uh, uh, check us out next week and uh, uh, all over our social media. Stay tuned for exciting announcements coming up, partnerships. You never know what's going to happen. We were just talking about <laughs> day to day. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of good and bad. But we're trying to stay positive. We're trying to um, bring something really fun to the community. And we love awesome. San Antonio as well. Mm -hmm. And that's why we wanted to come back home. We were living in another place before this, which nothing wrong with that, but we just really missed home. Mm -hmm. And San Antonio is such a wonderful place with wonderful people yes. and all of you guys, even Miami too, you guys don't, don't feel <laughs> left out. So, but that, that is just one thing that's been special to us as well mm -hmm. is making sure that we are bringing something positive to our, our hometown. <laughs> you are. Oh, very good. Most definitely will. Really enjoyed it. I'm glad. Well, let's meet Thank one you. more animal. We're not, it's not time for goodbye yet. So quickly, we're going to meet our final animal. And it's another kind of misunderstood creature. Her name is Harley Quinn. And uh, Harley Quinn's ready. Hello, Harley. Oh, um, my goodness. She is oh, actually, actually really beautiful. Thank wow. you. So this is a beautiful corn snake. And uh, she is a species that you might see down in Miami, actually, in Florida and even Georgia, Louisiana, places like that. And they are a, a species you would see right here in the US, trying to make sure she's in view for everybody. Um, and they have very, very similar relatives right here in Texas called the Texas rat snake and uh, black rat snakes as well. You might see down here as well. They're all in the rat snake family. In fact, this is the red rat snake. That is their other name, uh, red rat snake or the corn snake. And the corn snake gets their name from their belly. It looks just like oh corn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it oh, wow. sure does. So to me, it looks oh, more like a checkerboard or yeah. a chessboard. But to somebody, I guess it reminded them. Yeah, it reminded me of Tetris or something. <laughs> yeah, kind of a Tetris pattern, but a very a unique pattern. And they have a totally different um, dorsal or pattern on the top. Uh, so the, the animal's top is the dorsal, like a dorsal, dorsal fin on a dolphin. That's an easy way to remember that. Um, and then their ventral is their belly. And it looks oh. totally different, like a totally different snake. And the reason they have that is to surprise their enemy. So if they're oh. uh, scooting along as a very harmless animal that they are, because this is a non-venomous colubrid, which means they're totally non, uh, not dangerous to most animals. Uh, they don't have any poison or venom. So this has less venom than the harmless spider oh, that we met. Wow. <laughs> Nothing at all. They just have regular saliva. Uh, venom, by the way, is just concentrated saliva. It just okay. has concentrations in there that would break down their food. That's what venom is. Um, or liquefy their food, like we talked about with the, with the tarantula. Um, these guys don't have any of that. They just have a mouthful of tiny teeth and regular saliva like anybody else. And so they're super harmless to most animals. That's my point. Um, so they're going to be scooting <laughs> along, slithering along, minding their own business. And all of a sudden they see a scary animal like a dog or a cat. Um, then they would actually stand up like this and show oh their belly. And to most animals, that's going to be very confusing because they right. change colors. And in their mind, they're thinking, what? This animal went from this pattern that blends into stuff red, brown, and orange and black to black and white, <laughs> which wow. is very rare in nature. This doesn't really so exist beautiful. very often. Can you think of other black and white animals in nature? Hmm. Hmm. What about skunk? Oh, the skunk. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you see a skunk, what happens? Do you usually go up to it and hug it? Mm. No. <laughs> most people know and most animals know that a skunk has a black and white stripe pattern. That's very strange in nature to warn them that there's there's mm. something to fear, right? Wow, so a skunk yeah. has the ability to spray you. Not that you should be afraid of skunks. Just leave them alone and they'll be fine. Uh, but you <laughs> definitely don't want to go pick them up, right? And you shouldn't pick yeah. up any wild animal, by the way. We want to make sure you guys are leaving them alone. 
But um, most animals, if they have a black and white pattern that looks awfully strange in nature, that's kind of like a stop sign. Like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't, I don't know about this witchcraft that I just saw. This animal just yeah. changed colors. And so it'll at least give the snake time to get away. So she will spook them and then, wow. ha I'm out of here. And it's That's all, smart. it's all pretend. It's not, it's not real. She's not actually dangerous. She's just pretending to be dangerous. Wow. She's only dangerous to tiny animals like mice <laughs> and things like that. And that's what they typically eat. Oh and snakes are very important too, because again, they're another carnivore. Um, they do eat a lot of rodents. So that mm. is their most important job is rodents make a lot of babies. And so too mm. many rodents can spread diseases and parasites to a lot of mammals uh, like us humans. And if we have too many of those then it's not good so we need animals like snakes to keep the populations of rodents in check and it also helps the rodents too because usually they're eating the slower ones they're eating the sick ones oh, does that make sense wow. just like a wolf um um eating the slower deer mm -hmm. that's gonna make the other deer thrive mm -hmm. and in turn because those you know maybe sicker or diseased mm -hmm. animals are gone and that's actually the way of nature. That's very, very natural. Wow. Um, so having predators like snakes that are a natural predator is very good for the environment. And they're very misunderstood too. Oh. Snakes can't hear. They have no ears. Oh. So a lot of times people will come across them and they're surprised by that human <laughs> all of a sudden right next to them because they didn't even hear them coming. Yeah. They might feel vibrations. They can feel just, just, just like if you were a deaf person. You can still feel heavy vibrations, mm -hmm. bass <laughs> music, and things like that, or if someone's really yelling really loud. Um, and they can feel somebody stomping by with their heavy feet and mm -hmm. things like that. But they can't really hear very well um, oh. because they don't have uh, traditional ears at all. They have inner ears that help them with balance and maybe like slight hearing, but that's it. Um, so mm -hmm. their best sense is going to be their sense of smell. Unlike the spider with the sense of touch, they don't really have hair, do they? <laughs> they have scales. Yeah. And um, since they don't have ears, they have a very specialized tongue, which comes out of their mouth a lot, right? Yeah. And they're smelling with their tongue. I want to make sure you guys can see her in focus. Um, the tongue is forked, which means it has two points on the end of it. Back in the old days, forks used to have two points. <laughs> That's why they yeah. call them a forked tongue, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or a pitchfork. Um, they have two, two points on the end of it in this case. And her tongue is very slender with two points. And that will help them to basically smell in directions. Oh, so two smell. points like this, they can kind yeah. of get a better idea as opposed to one point, um, which direction the smells are coming from and how to navigate around. It's almost yes, like, so I mean, they're not blind, but it's almost like a blind person with, with a cane, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Or, or a walking stick that's going to help them to kind of navigate. Yeah. And they do see, but their vision isn't great. Not nearly mm -hmm. as good as the gecko. She does have eyes that are always open with a special scale over her eye to protect them. She doesn't have to blink at all. Um, she doesn't have to worry about uh, protecting her eye because it's already protected with a, a spectacle scale, which is a clear oh, wow. scale over the eye. And they can even use that as a goggle underwater, which is really cool. Oh, they goodness. can go underwater and just look around with no problems. But their vision is pretty limited. It doesn't see colors and it's kind of blurry, but they do see a little bit. So they can see, they smell amazingly um, and they feel vibrations as well. So those are their main senses that, that they use. Awesome. And they're a little bit misunderstood because they have no legs, <laughs> just yeah. like the just like the um the spider is misunderstood because they have many legs. <laughs> so I feel like it's just animals that are different than us that right. are often misunderstood, or they're different than like our common pets that we see mm -hmm. every day. And a lot of people are a little bit leery of them. But I know you're trying to get over your fear of snake <laughs> a little bit. Would you like to touch her? Oh my gosh! You can touch her. She's super soft. So a lot of people assume that they are slimy. Oh, but they actually God. feel like a like a leather. They're super yeah. duper smooth, like a fine leather. 
Oh, super soft. Yeah, and they're Not very, what very I was soft. Thinking. Oh, wow. Cool, huh? <laughs> super beautiful. To me, they feel very, very nice and very therapeutic. To be honest yeah. with you, snakes for one are one of my favorite animals um, from the beginning. Uh, oh. I've always had good experiences with them. And honestly, even the the dangerous snakes are mm -hmm. uh, they, they they have their place in nature, and they don't mean to harm anybody. They they're not thinking about that. They're not the right. smartest animals out there. They do have a brain, <laughs> unlike the spider. But uh, they're definitely just trying to do their job. They're trying to survive every day. They're a lot more afraid of you than you are of them. So the actually the quickest way to be harmed by any animal is by trying to harm them. Because of course right. <laughs> they're going to defend they're themselves. Their yes. Yeah, they're coming to their home. Um, of course, accidents do happen, but for the most yeah. part, um, animals just want to mind their own business, right? How beautiful. So wow. what, what questions do you have about So um, if we were to see them yes. um, out, where would they normally be? Like, maybe under rocks or do they do they go up trees? That's or? a great question. This type of snake can climb oh, okay. and they can also be seen on the ground. So they're what we call semi-arboreal. So arboreal okay. in the trees, terrestrial on the ground, subterrestrial underground. These guys can be all of those things, oh, depending okay. on their opportunities. So they can um, maybe find prey on the ground, maybe find prey in the trees. They eat birds sometimes, but mostly they're going to be eating rodents. But to be safer, sometimes they might climb something to get out of the way um, or to, you know, try to hide and things like that. Yeah. So you might see a rat snake, maybe not this species in Texas, mm -hmm. but you might see a corn snake or a rat snake um, climbing. And okay. a lot of times here in Texas, when people do find a snake and they're like, how did it get there? A pie, mm -hmm. it's typically a rat snake. So it's something mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about um, being venomous or anything like that. The best thing to do when you see a snake, though, is to leave them alone if you can entirely. Yeah. But if you have one like in your garage or something mm -hmm. like that, call professional help. Um, oh, you can okay, you can take okay. a picture of it and send it to myself <laughs> uh, or to somebody that knows snakes to help oh, you identify okay. it. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be something harmless. Mm -hmm. But on occasion, you'll get something that you definitely shouldn't touch or mess with. Okay. Um, and then you can call like uh, animal removal service or something like oh, that. Okay. And they will help you out. The best thing that you can ever do is leave them alone and don't yeah. touch them because you never know. Yeah. So, yeah. So sometimes they climb and sometimes they're on the ground. How often do we feed her? Um, Harley Quinn eats about once a week, uh, usually every seven to 10 days, depending on how she's feeling. Um, but she is a very good eater and she does eat mice as well. She's actually getting ready to shed. Uh, snakes do shed about once a month. Um, so she is oh. almost ready to shed now. I don't know if you can tell at all, but she's a little bit um, more dull than they usually are. They're usually very bright colored. Uh, she's still beautiful, but um, she may not want to eat when she's in her shed cycle mm -hmm. because a lot of times their eyes will cloud over. Remember, they don't have eyelids. Right. So right. That, that scale over oh, her eye okay. will also be part of that shed cycle. And when they go into shed, they're more cloudy, so they can't see as well. And they already can't see great in the first place. Uh, the eye scale is really interesting. I'm glad you think so. Yeah, animals are, are so different. But if you think about a lot of animals don't blink. Fish don't blink. <laughs> Spiders don't blink. <laughs> Snakes don't blink either. We're kind of strange. <laughs> if you think about it very right. different all right so cool. and it had such a tiny mouth i keep thinking yes very small that, that mice that is true um snakes do have a specialized jaw which can expand um mm -hmm. now a snake like this can only eat very small animals she mm -hmm. can't eat something very big um but bigger snakes do eat bigger food of course but they snakes in general can eat something about the width of their body so she could eat something this wide if she needed to so like a mouse or something like that, like a smaller mouse at this age, she will get bigger and be able to eat bigger food, but they have a specialized jaw that's not fused. So oh, right here yeah. and here they have gaps okay. and it can actually open up this way oh, wow. to be able to make that room that really? they need to be able to eat it. Of course they have skin over that mm -hmm. and everything. So you can't see that. But if you take a look at their, their skull and skeleton, they're just very different than us. Mm -hmm. They can make a lot of room to expand their jaw. <laughs> that's yeah. how they do that. And they have 
they have teeth or do they, they do have teeth. Okay, okay. So all snakes have teeth, not all snakes have fangs because okay. she doesn't have venom. So she doesn't need fangs to right. be able to pierce and deliver the venom at all. She doesn't have any of that. Um, her teeth are more like Velcro. Oh, like okay, the sticky okay. part. So yeah. Pretty benign. Yeah, it's just designed <laughs> for hanging on to something and then eating it. Okay. And that's it. They don't chew their food. They just swallow it. Oh. Pretty cool. Wow. She's beautiful. Well, what do you think? <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it's super beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Snakes are my favorite animals. <laughs> okay. So I think somebody had some trouble with this. Partners oh, in you. Follow me and then I will point your way. I'll go on stories tonight and, and you can follow. I'll make sure. If you guys ever need anything, you can definitely um, give us a, a private message as well or a direct message and we'll have you out as well. We don't, we never mind doing that, right? Um, okay, you guys. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I'm just trying to make sure there's not any more questions. Uh, yeah, I think I've answered everything and Ash is always hanging out late <laughs> as usual. Thank you guys for hanging out late if you're still there. Um, we are uh, very grateful to all of our friends, family, and, fo and followers. And thank you yeah. so much for being here, Louisa. Thank it was you. A lot of fun. It I hope, was. I hope fun. you enjoyed it, even though we had kind of creepy crawly animals. Yeah. <laughs> on the show. Whole new appreciation. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'd be uh, very, very excited to do another um, program for the Girl Scouts, yes. too. Yes. Can't wait to see you guys again. Her kids yes. are awesome. Uh, and you. all the girls of the Girl Scouts are awesome. What are the ages of, of that troop? Yeah. So, um, I mean, they you can start from kindergarten mm -hmm. and it goes, my troop goes up until um, sixth grade, but there is other Girl Scouts that go up and beyond. I mean, up until oh, even high school and college uh -huh. and then you become an alumni. So, um, you know, my awesome. Girl Scouts, my, my daughter is sixth grade and I have a first grader and they're both in the same group and I just make everything to where they can earn their badges and we can all still be, um, you know, a troop together and do things. So, yeah, it's, you know, anybody can join in those age groups, but just look in your local uh, Girl Scouts of Southwest Texas and they can point you to the nearest um, troop. And Boy Scouts, too. I'm sure there's some yeah, the boys Scouts out there, too. too. <laughs> Definitely. And they're always looking for um, volunteers and help and donations. And it is still a thriving thing. We are out there and Good. we're about confidence and courage in our in our youth. That's my biggest thing. You know, I had my kids and I just kind of wanted to instill that in them. But I also wanted to have them see me do it for other kids so they know that it's important. Um, so I like that they're leader kids because they can just help out and volunteer and then learn that way. And hopefully planting the seed will just in turn, just, you know, make more leaders out there. But um, yeah, confidence and courage, Girl Scouts. Aww. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, once thank again. You. There's so much to talk about. I'm sure we could go on forever. Yes. Uh, but we do need to say goodbye, I suppose. And I hope you guys join us next week. Uh, stay tuned for what we're doing next week. I can't remember what we're doing next week. Another special <laughs> guest, maybe? <laughs> Question mark. Um, but if not, we'll see you guys next week with some more animals, of course. And and uh, stay tuned to our social media and Louisa's social media yes. as well to stay tuned with what we're doing. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.